Welcome to the Principal's Office Podcast, where we believe that the principal's job is the most interrupted job on the planet, and creating a clear and cohesive plan is the best way to improve your school. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Miller. I'm the founder of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's my goal each week to introduce you to new strategies and initiatives that are improving schools across the country. You're going to learn leadership principles that are going to help you accelerate your growth, build your teams, and execute on those goals so you can exceed those expectations of the communities that you aim to serve. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com. But for right now, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Everybody, Tom Miller here, and and what a what an incredible holiday season it's been. Uh, I hope you are having amazing, amazing opportunities with friends and family uh, as we are finishing up uh, our holiday season here. It's almost it's almost New Year's, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about you know something that I've 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 read a lot and you know in a lot of principals pages and you know some folks have said to me over this holidays and maybe they've said this uh, to you, right? Is that is that, oh my gosh, you must be exhausted, right? You know, being in education, oh, you must be exhausted. You know, when I was, you know, sharing with them, you know, the school that our team's, uh, uh, you know, leading right now and, you know, the challenges that we're overcoming really, really well. And, oh, you know, you know, you must be exhausted. You must be exhausted. I can't even, I can't even imagine, right? So, you know, raise your hand if you're <laughs> in the Zoom, right? Or if you're on the podcast, if someone has said to you, you must be exhausted. Or, Maybe you've said out loud, I am exhausted, right? I am exhausted. And so my answer always is, no, no, I'm a little tired, but I'm not exhausted. There's a significant difference between being exhausted and being tired. See, exhausted, right? Exhausted is when you are working outside of your strength zone. Exhausted is when you are trying to accomplish something that you've never done before or you maybe don't have the skill sets or 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 the experience whatever that may be that creates exhaustion right because you're just trying new things and and you're not really sure and you're confused and it takes emotional and mental capacity and and just you know just there's a lot of failing forward i mean that can be exhausting but being tired is actually a good thing being tired means that, that you're working in your strength zone, right? And you're making progress towards your goal, towards your desired outcome every single day, right? Or hour by hour, or however you're leading, you know, the, the school that I'm currently in charge of, you know, I don't make plans for one o'clock that day because it's only eight o'clock. And sometimes I'm leading that school hour by hour. I'm trying to put my best hour in right now. You know, being tired is about, you know, barely keeping your nose above water. And I love, I love gulping. You know, I don't mind gulping. It, it reminds me that I'm constantly stretching myself outside of my comfort zone. But I'm always, always working to stay in my strength zone. Now, working in your strengths and not pretending to work in your strengths. This is where I see some leaders uh, uh, fail is that they, they may have read a book, right? Or they may have seen something done, or maybe they were on a team that did it before or at a school, right? 
But working in your strengths means that this is something that one, you're gifted at, two, you've received proper training on, and you know, three, it, it might just come naturally to you, okay? Working in your strength zone. Now, anyone who works within their gift zone knows, right? They just, they get more energy when, when they do this, right? There is no exhaustion when you're working in your gift zone. Tired, yes, maybe, but no exhaustion when you're working within your gift zone. Now, the tired comes from maybe working beyond your limits. And there's, you know, certainly a point of time where, you know, sometimes I just have to say, you know what, I'm not at my best right now, right? Or this, this is a task where I need to be at my best. So I need to either get some, create some white space. I need to put it away. I need to take a nap or maybe even sometimes go to bed and wake up early, whatever it may be. Now you'll recognize that. And you as a leader need to recognize where you need to be at 100% at and where you might need to only be at 50% capacity or 70% capacity because your energy leaks throughout the day. And so people who become exhausted, exhaust their energy at things that are outside of their gift zone. And as a result, <laughs> they're more than tired. They're exhausted. They're mentally exhausted. They're burned out. And they don't realize why. And it's because they're trying to tackle challenges that are outside of their strength zone, that are not giving the greatest return to the organization when they do them. Now, certainly these are tasks that they are responsible for as the head of school. I mean, as the head of the school and the head of my company, I'm responsible for everything, but I'm not required to do it all. And that makes a significant difference when you can understand the difference between what you are responsible for versus are what you are actually required to do. Again, being exhausted, trying to accomplish something that you do not know how to do, okay? Maybe it's something you've never done before, right? And otherwise you wouldn't do it unless it was required of you, you know, to do it, right? You might be the only person in your organization to do it. Or you may just feel that you are the only person in your organization to do it. I'm probably going to say it's part two and not part one. That happens a lot. And we've got lots of, we've done lots of lessons on empowering others and, you know, developing the leaders around you and uh, building trust. And I'm not going to go too deep on that now, but I'll make sure that I put some links here in the comments. So if you want to dive into those lessons or those uh, podcasts, you can. But when you repeatedly work out of your strength zone, this is where, in my opinion, burnout and exhaustion start to show. Burnout and exhaustion show when you're working outside of your strength zone. You, you should always be working outside your comfort zone, but it's outside of your strength zone. And as a result, if you are exhausted, you are probably also working at a low level of awareness, right? That self-awareness is what's gonna be so important to you to have a clear understanding of, of your three R's, which are what is required of me. This is the work that only I can and should do for myself and for this organization. Anything that anybody is 80% as good as I am, <laughs> I'm gonna delegate it to them. I'm gonna give it to them. I'm gonna train them and equip them to be able to take that task. The second R is Return. What does the organization get the greatest return at it when I do it? Now, my strengths, you know, my strengths in the school leadership are creativity, 
it's overcoming problems, right? It's, it's seeing the bigger picture. It's, 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 you know, filling in uh, the pieces. My weakness is, is, you know, writing and anything that's very detail oriented. So you don't want me doing the schedule, but I can certainly take a look at a schedule and give you some ideas of, of how to change that. I'm really good at helping people better believe in themselves, right? So finding the strengths in everybody and help them and put them into a position where they could be more successful. You know, strategy is a strength of mine. Creativity, I've already talked about, is a strength of mine. Overcoming adversity is a strength of mine. Like these are things that I'm, I'm really good at. And that's why I get hired a lot to help, you know, schools and organizations that are in crises, right? Or, or need, you know, a better results or better ideas or uh, they, you know, need to take a deeper look at their plan, whatever it may be. Like those are some of my strengths. Now, what I need to do is surround myself with individuals who complete me. Individuals who have the strengths that I don't have, the detail-oriented people, you know, the finishers, right? I need a lot of finishers on my team because I have a lot of unfinished projects. <laughs> I, I'm a big idea person, right? but I need to be aware. But it's taken me a long time to become aware. And you know, one of the tools that I use this is our, is our DISC leadership profile. Maybe some of you listening have taken our DISC leadership profile. And if you have, go to page 17 and it's going to list out what your strengths are. And, and you know, those two or, two or three bars that are above the line, that's your strengths. And that's where you, you should spend 90 to 95% of your day working in those strength areas. The rest of the areas, you just need to be aware of, you know, aware of, of, of if you're in that work, right? If that's part of your work, like, you know, details and process, if that's part of your work, you need to be able to manage that. And you need to not spend a lot of time, you know, doing it. You know, this is where you could start to delegate and, and hand over tasks to other people so they can complete you. So you can focus your time on those, on those uh, strength areas. There's no other greater challenge that I think you're ever going to find is, is, is working, right? Is trying to accomplish something that you've never done before, that you've never seen before, that, that you know, and this is why I love our, um, our uh, principles consortium, which is part of our inner circle, where every single quarter and next month we have another one in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, Socrates Academy, where we bring principles from across the uh, state or you know wherever the world really, and we zoom them in, um, or they're there uh, in person at the school. And so this is an opportunity for leaders to walk around and see school improvement initiatives at work, right, and to expand their vision because. Because if, you know, great leaders see more and they see more before others. But if you have yet to open your eyes, if you've yet to walk through high performing schools, it's going to be really hard for you to, to solve those complex challenges at your own school. And this is why, I mean, there's no other greater challenge than trying to accomplish something that you've never done. Now, ultimately, everything we have done now, we couldn't do it one time, right? We couldn't walk, we couldn't talk, we couldn't ride a bike, we couldn't swim, right? We can do lots of things. We had to learn how to do them. But our learning is accelerated when we have a mentor, right? Or when we've actually done it ourselves. Uh, or when we've had, you know, training, like real training, like practical training, not just reading a book training, but, you know, training and implementation and practice and feedback to get better and better and better. Now, you need, right, you need a blueprint 
for this success. And one of the, you know, one of the things I love about our Principal Leadership Academy is that it's our, it's our framework, it's our blueprint for success. So every time that we go into an organization, right, and, and, and you know, we see a problem that needs uh, to be solved, we have a framework to fix it. <laughs> right? Whether it's five steps or seven steps, maybe it's 10 steps, right? But our Principal Leadership Academy, it's a digital leadership program. It has all those frameworks in there. So you can actually learn and, you know, take that framework and implement it yourself. Now, it's hard to do it the first time on, on your own. There's a lot of failing forward, but, but, but there's no other greater challenge than trying to accomplish something that you have never done, that you don't have a blueprint for, that you don't have a mentor for, that you don't have a guide, you don't have a trainer. And this is one of the the key, you know, the keys to our success as, as an organization is equipping leaders to have these frameworks. Now you have lots of frameworks in your school already, right? So I would encourage you, right, is to, is to do two things, is, is to really think through the systems and the frameworks that you have for hiring, for running meetings, for collecting data, for communicating to parents, for you know, uh, developing the leaders around you. I mean, whatever it may be, that's that that's that's your framework, and then you can take a look at that framework and see what works well, what's not working well, <laughs> right? And how do I improve it? And that's where our you know Principal Leadership Academy, which is a, a digital leadership program, self-driven online, um, but then it has monthly group uh, uh, coaching sessions. So if you're not in our Principal Leadership Academy, check it out. Go to our website at lbleaders.com. And, and right at the top, actually right now, uh, we're running a special on all of our digital leadership programs through the end of the year, Principal Leadership Academy being one. You buy one and you get them all. I think there's six or seven programs and you can bring in a second person with you. Uh, so do that. Don't grow alone and improve your school. And it's going to give you a, a blueprint for improving the culture, the hiring, running meetings, uh, developing uh, your staff. Um, pretty much anything that you would need to improve your school. But so, so important for you to understand, no greater challenge than trying to accomplish something that you've never done before. So if you're exhausted, think back, why am I exhausted? What created my exhaustion? Is there, is there parts of my organization that I'm not, that I'm, that I'm just not, you know, equipped at yet, that I'm constantly failing forward on, that I, that I, you know, that I've hit a wall. Remember John Maxwell's law of the lid. It's the first law in leadership, you know, that, that your organization is constantly going to be capped by your success, right? So if this is a 10, this is a 10 out of 10, you know, school leader, and you're a five out of 10 right now, your organization will never get above a four because everybody's hitting their head on you. And by, you know, working in your strengths, releasing yourself and your team from their weaknesses, and getting more training, more coaching, and more equipping in your strength zones, your lid is going to lift. <laughs> That's why I love when we go see these schools, when we go see Socrates on January 28th, I, I would love for you to be there, reach out, and you can come on January 20th. You're going to see a highly effective school uh, that uses the Socratic method in order to, to you know, critically, you know, to teach uh, kids how to critically think, and everything they do is you know, through this model. I mean, this is a high performing uh, a school here in North Carolina. So, I mean, imagine being able to walk through the school with the leadership team and asking them questions like, how did you do this and how did you do that? 
I mean, that doesn't happen very often. You don't get a chance to walk through high-performing schools too often. It's just another great way for you to be able to start to lift your lid to expand your vision. Now, think about every time that you go into trying to do something new, right? You know, it's like an audit, right? These large, these large reports that sometimes we do that suck the life out of me. I don't do audits. I don't do reporting unless I am forced to do it, but I'm always trying to find someone to do it for me. Right now, when you, you know, you might have to do this the first time. It's not your strength and you plow through it and you're exhausted by the end. Okay. Now, you know, just from all the little check boxes and all the little things and all, you know, because you're working outside of your strength. So maybe you're more of a, you know, people oriented, uh, creative person, and this has got a lot of, you know, check boxes, right? Now, that, that's where I used to really fail. It's like, oh, well, no one will do it as, as well as I can, or if I'm going to be responsible for it, I'm going to be one who checks all the boxes, and right? And what happens is, is that we, we peel ourselves away from what's most important. Yeah, the audit's important, but it's more important that you're spending time in classrooms. If you're the best instructional leader, if you're, you know, developing your team, if you're, you know, working with students to, you know, create an intervention plan. I mean, you know, whatever it is that you have to do to improve your school that you're great at and someone can do as 80% as, as well as you can, like an audit, do it. You set the vision, right? Give them autonomy and responsibility and have some check-ins every two days, you know, check in, hey, show me where you're at with the audit. What are some questions you're having? You know, what are some challenges you're facing? Make sure you're you know, teaching them where they are and equipping them to be able to go through all those steps. And that's why I said building standard, standard operating procedures, building systems, building frameworks within your school, it's going to, it's going to help you release yourself from your exhaustion, right? This is where my teammate Lauren thrives. I mean, she loves to go down into the nitty gritty and check the boxes. But, you know, recently we just wrote a charter application for the state of Texas and we had never done it before. And we had written many charter applications. That was not the problem. The problem was the process to all the little nuances of the Texas application. I just remember her, her like saying that last week, I'm just exhausted from learning how to do it. She's a very, very talented uh, person. I'm exhausted from learning the process. I mean, think about that. It's your job, right? It's your job to ensure you put people in your strength zone. Now, this is Lauren's, you know, strength zone. But what we didn't, what we didn't really uh, take into uh, consideration was the learning uh, process and the time that it would take to do all these other pieces. So, this is where you need mentors. This is where you need to find other people that have done it before you, so you can ask them, "Hey, what am I not seeing? What are all the challenges that I might?" You know, face if I say yes to this, or if we're going to move to this initiative, what other schools have maybe done it? And you've got a global network of schools. You can, you know, come in our our school leadership uh, Facebook group and ask a question. There's, you know, people from, you know, from across the world there, and 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 ask the question. Network. Hey, how many of you have you know done this? I mean, right now I'm looking for you know folks that are um, you know international baccalaureate schools. I want to go see one. I want to walk through them because the school that I'm in charge of now is an IB school and I don't know much about it. I've never seen one. I've heard a little bit about them. I've read about them, but I've never seen one. I want to walk through one. So if you're one, email me at tom at lbleaders.com, right? So this is, this is where your exhaustion is coming from if you're not sure, okay? It's from, it's from constantly needing to connect with people and it's from constantly working outside outside of your strength zone. 
and that's and that's you know something to really really be uh, thinking about here. All right, so let's so let's roll down to to why this matters, okay? Why this matters for you. Um, work is not a dirty word, and it shouldn't feel like it ever, right? We make it dirty by thinking that we have to always roll our sleeves up and find out all the, you know, all these new things, you know, wrestling with the pigs and just really getting muddy. But you can't put lipstick on a pig, right? That's not a successful organization. Putting lipstick on a pig is grabbing a book or watching a training and say, oh, all of a sudden, hey, we're a, we're a data-driven school or we're a leveraged leadership model or we're an uncommon school because, you know, someone went to a training or, you know, someone read, um, you know, you know, you watch Doug, you know, uh, up on YouTube. No, you're not. <laughs> That's putting lipstick on a pig. The key is getting really, really good at what you're really, really good at and putting people uh, around you, your top 20%, not necessarily your top 20% in a position, but your top 20% leadership capacity people in a position where they can better serve the organization, where they're also working in their strength zone. So don't just delegate things. I mean, recently I was, you know, coaching a principal and it's, it, it, it seemed like all the tasks that the assistant principal was struggling with did not align to their strengths. It aligned to their job title and their job description, but that means that they hired someone who doesn't align to those pieces. I mean, you know, this is where, you know, I love our hiring process because we actually go through that, like, you know, the avatar of the ideal employee for this position, right? The, we, we take into a, a consideration the key result areas that that person's going to have to achieve. And then, and then we go find the person. And, you know, part of the process is to do a disc uh, personality profile or a strengths finder or something to that effect. So we know what this person's good at. In all of our hiring questions revolve specifically around their behavior that they've done in the past, because there's no better predictor of the future than asking them what they've done in the past. And that's why I love, I just love, you know, the frameworks that we've learned that we've built over time. And I would love for you to have them. So go ahead to our website and pick that up for you and your team. The hiring process is, you know, part of that. And our, um, there's over like 200, you know, behavioral based interview questions that come with that program. All right. So when you line up what you're great at, right, when you line up what you're great at, your, you know, uh, strengths with what you're required to do, those key result areas, right, with, with, you know, what the organization is going to get the greatest return at it when you do them, right, I'm the best at this, so therefore I do it. And what also fills your heart, right? What's the reward? Those are the three R's, required return and, and um, reward. With, it, it never feels like work. It's not work. Right? I work a lot. I'm engaged at work a lot, but I don't really ever get exhausted from work because I really love what I do. And I spend a, a very high percentage of my day um, in my strength zone and I delegate things or I've learned to stop doing them, <laughs> which is even, um, even more important. I mean, over the last two years, since January of 2020, I've been the head of five charter schools here in North Carolina for short terms. 90 day uh, blocks of time. And so in each one of those, I had to work within my strengths, right? I had to build relationships. I had to identify the current reality. I had to build a strategic 
plan, a short plan to not only just hire the next head of school, but also to keep the, you know, the school functioning. And, and then, the, you know, then I had to identify the strengths in other people to make sure they were working within their strength. I mean, every single time, it's the same framework that I have in our principal leadership academy. I just did it with these organizations. And I don't, you know, I don't take sick days. I don't have sick days. I don't have time for sick days. I've traveled around the world a couple of times, you know, also teaching leadership. I've run a business during that time of also being head of those uh, five schools. I'm a father of two. I'm a full-time husband. I mean, I'm all these things, but I never feel exhausted because I'm always staying within my strength zone, always staying within my strength zone, right? I'm working on my presence, my mindfulness, right? So I just, you know, pulled out some books that I had read a couple years ago on mindfulness, and that's what I've been you know, going back to every night, I've been doing my yoga again in the morning, right? Because I, because I've got to take care of me. <laughs> so I don't get to that exhausted face, right? That's all about, it's all about awareness. It's all about awareness. So, all right. So um, there's always a learning curve. This is part of the learning curve. This is awareness that I want to bring you to, right? Um, is, is just get really, really clear on what your strengths are. Okay. Um, and, you know, and then also start looking at the frameworks, the frameworks within your current, you know, schools, your hiring, your data collecting, everything, everything has a framework, everything has a system, right? So if something's not performing well, you either have a system or a framework that's not very good, or it's broken, or it doesn't exist, right? One of those three, doesn't matter. Your job as the leader is to evaluate those systems because you know systems are like the freeways to empowerment <laughs> and to better results. So one, know your strengths. Two, create frameworks around around all these aspects of your or, your organization and make sure that you know people are clear what these frameworks. Now, you personally uh, are not uh, to do all aspects of the frameworks. In fact, you'll probably be pretty bad at some of them. I'm really bad at some of them. Um, right. Great example is yesterday. My wife wants to have our uh, garage redone. And so she's been working with this garage consultant uh, to build cabinets and shelves and all that stuff. I have not been on the front end of conversations, but yesterday was like the back end conversation. And I said, oh, you know, it'd be great if we did this and this and that. And it basically like started the process over and it reminded me that I'm only good on the front end of a project. Don't bring me on the back end because I'm always going to try to up level and that exhausts your team. <laughs> it exhausts the people around you. So know your strengths. Okay. Stay within them. Fight you. Remember if you were on our last call where we talked about, you know, the hardest person to lead is me. And I know that. Okay. So, so grow your self-awareness. Okay. Uh, and, and really get clear on, on what work, needs to be done and an easy end of the day evaluation for that is what did I do today that I shouldn't do tomorrow and then you ask yourself does this thing actually have to be done if the answer is yes okay does it have to be done by me yes or no and if the answer is no great who can I train and then you slowly work yourself out of that task okay so what did I do today that I don't want to do tomorrow, right? Or, you know, that I shouldn't do. Does this actually have to be done? If yes, does it have to be done by me? If no, who on my team do I think? Now, you might not know exactly, but what I do is I put a deadline. I say, okay, by 
January 15th, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to find someone and train someone to do it, right? Or I may stop doing it. <laughs> and then I'll find out whether it's really important or not, <laughs> right? So at the end of the day, what's something I did today that I don't want to do tomorrow? And start that process of working yourself out of a job. In fact, you should work yourself out of all the jobs <laughs> where you're just basically leading the organization, developing people, and letting them do um, all of the work within their own strength zones, okay? And really, really start to seek to understand your day-to-day. -day. This is going to help you move from being exhausted to just maybe tired, okay? And I don't want you really tired either, but, you know, it's tiring when you're working uh, well, in, you know, in your strength zone, especially when you're connecting with people, okay? And that's a whole other lesson we're not going to go through today, but, uh, you know, I'm sure you can find it if you dove into our programs. All right, so... Uh, here's, so here's your action steps. Okay. This first month in January one, identify your strengths. And some of you have already taken our disc uh, profile on page 17. Just go to there and it shows you what your strengths are. And you're going to spend 90 to 95% of your day in those strength zones. And then you're going to get more training and more mentoring specifically in those strengths and everything that's in your areas of uh, growth. Okay. You just understand them and manage them but you don't need to work harder to improve them, okay? At best, you're gonna maybe grow it by a little bit. I would spend more time getting training and getting better in my strengths than trying to um, improve my weaknesses, okay? So identify your strengths. And then two, it, you know, it, you know is anything that you're doing on your tasks that's not in your strength zone, you're gonna to start to work to empower other people to do it or just stop doing it, right? So do it, delegate it, or just dump it, okay? Three um, is that you are going to, um, uh, uh, again, work hard in your strengths. So every single day, make sure when you're building your calendar that there are only things that are in your strength zone, these that you know fit your three R's, what I'm required to do, what the organization gets the greatest return at, and what um, rewards me right? That should put, fill your calendar. Don't fill your calendar with more than a half a day. You got to leave white space and also fire time, right? And at the end of every fire, gather your team. What went wrong? How do we miss it? How do we make sure it doesn't happen again? Okay. Cause it's a system. It's a system that's either broke or uh, people don't understand, right? So what went wrong? How do we miss it? How are we gonna make sure it doesn't happen again and empower someone on your team to fix that, all right? And then um, every single day, right? What's something I did today that I won't do tomorrow and start to go through that exercise. And so there's, you know, there's some research that shows that 20%, 20% of people feel that they're actually working within their strength zones, right? Or they're only using 20% of their actual strength zone. Your job as a leader is to identify the strengths of others. So if you come into our leadership program uh, right now, we're given two way. So it's two for one. You buy one access to the program, we're given a second license. That means you get two discs. So you can do a disc for you and a disc for um, your uh, teammate. And now you'll have you know, strengths uh, for both. Or you could buy a disc you know, for all of them. 
very, very, um, you know, affordable. And imagine if your entire team was working in their strength zone. So that's our winning with people programs. And go ahead and email me at tom at lbleaders.com and just put winning with uh, people in the subject line. I'll get right back to you and, and share, you know, some options with you to, to you know, go, go through that exercise with your team, the key result areas, making sure everybody is working within their strengths. Everybody has clarity on what their role to the goal is. And, um, and, and we're you know, building a team that completes, not a team that competes, okay? So there's your four steps. Identify your strengths, right? Two, eliminate any of your work that's not in your strength zone by either do it, delegate, or dump it. Three, uh, you're gonna get more training and more mentoring and coaching in your strength zone. And every single day, you're going to continue to work yourself out of your job you're going to go through that exercise with something I did today that someone else could do tomorrow. And you're going to put them through that training process uh, to do so. So awesome. All right. So I hope this added value to you. Uh, if it did, we love, you know, feedback. So go ahead. And if you're not, you know, already subscribed to our uh, podcast or our YouTube page, wherever you're watching or listening, you know, go ahead and uh, give us a rating. We would love, you know, I would love some feedback on, on what you know, resonated with you or just some, you know, successes you're having, or maybe something didn't work, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I, I also <laughs> am working to improve on a daily basis. So uh, make sure you uh, subscribe, make sure you rate us and share it out. If there's something that I said you liked, share with your team, come all together. Um, if you want to take the next step and you want to work with us and our team in one of our leadership programs, you can go to lbleaders.com, lbleaders.com. And at the very, very top right now in, in uh, red color uh, is an opportunity to hop into one of our leadership programs where you're going to get all of our top seven leadership programs uh, that will help you grow yourself, grow your team, live a more empowered life, um, and, and to build these uh, frameworks for your own school success. And when you bring in one person uh, through the end of the month, so the end of uh, December, so you only got a little bit more time left. Um, uh, a whole second person is going to come into the program with you. So you don't have to grow alone. So go to lbleaders.com, go to the top, click on, go to the store and go ahead and buy that December special program. Uh, I think you're saving about $2,000 uh, right now. I think it's like $149 um, for two, for two total memberships. So take advantage of that great opportunity there and um, have a incredible, happy and safe new year's and look forward to seeing you on the other side of the year. Bye-bye.